1: and those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you bore the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Terms apply.
2: The following podcast is not real. And, for reasons that maybe marketing or simply lack of organization, is now in its second season. So listen to this show that you've already decided to listen to. Remember how you're always telling yourself to stick with things? Well, start with something easy, like a 30-minute audio recording, and figure out what happened at graduate school another day. Enjoy the show. <laughs>
3: Patrick Tavern. A weekly podcast, sorry, I'm still, a weekly podcast. How are you getting so much food? They started bringing me snacks. Anyway, sorry, anyway, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Kneekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, oh, it's complicated. But here's the simplest version of it that I can think of. About two years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal in Chicago into the magical land of Foon. Unfortunately, since then, the dark lord of this world has taken over the town where I'm staying, is forcing me to upload a podcast through the Dimensional Rift that I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the prison town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. And I'm joined, as always, by my buddy, my co-captive, Chunt. Hello. How you doing, bud? I'm okay. Just trying to keep uh, morale high. Yeah. Do they not give you snacks in your cage?
4: No, I don't get snacks. Oh. They put a bowl of water in there, and then I just get, like, food scraps. Oh. Maybe they think you really
3: are a badger.
0: Maybe they're not trying to curry your favor. Oh. The way they are trying to curry Arnold's favor to unlock his earthen secrets.
3: Yeah, they're really treating me very well, because they want me to keep doing this podcast so they can study the fact that it goes all the way to earth. Hmm.
4: The woman who guards my room, or her name is Steph.
3: I'll try and curry her favor just to see if I can <laughs> get in good with her. Classic Steph curry her favor? Mm-hmm. Chunt, Usador still seems very weakened. I think there's one thing that can maybe cheer him up. Splash some water on his face? And I'll splash water on my face. We'll be Splash Brothers! <laughs> splash Brothers! Super Splash Brothers! <laughs> I'm also joined by my co-host who loves to say his name It always cheers him up and gets him excited.
0: I am Usador, hmm. wizard of the Twelfth Realm of Ephesius. Master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tiruch. Oh, he's smiling a little bit. The elf, oh, he's oh no,
3: it's going downhill. Torso. He's falling asleep. God damn it! That's not the wizard state. He's just asleep. I mean, he's just asleep.
0: <laughs> uh What? Uh I am known in the northeast as Gaswini. Right, he May picked up Star. right where he left off. That's yeah, that's uh, good Yeah, that's promising. Uh, maybe other secret names that you will now hear. For I am in a weakened state due to the potions that they force me to drink every day that to disconnect me from my great magical powers Have
3: you tried telling them that your
0: powers aren't that great Nay, every day I tell them how magnificent my powers are. <laughs> and if only they would stop feeding me this potion, they could see the great fireballs that I could cast and murder a thousand orcs with but a swipe of mine hand. Could you do that, though?
3: Sure. Why didn't you do 20 swipes the other night? Yeah. I, I, you did hey, not do anything close I to that.
0: I was the only one carrying my weight. Look, the you did be- How do you, you expect Arnie
3: to carry his weight? I know. It's hard to carry this weight. You know what? No. Especially no, with all these snacks. No, no more. I'm you're right. We have to stick together. I'm we sorry. We have to stick together. I apologize for what I said. If there's one good thing that has come out of us all being imprisoned by the Dark Lord in the town of Hogsface in the land of Foon, it's that maybe like we can be a little bit more together and we can be a little bit more proactive about being positive going forward.
4: Yes. We have to figure out a way to get out of camp. We have to still figure out how to kill the Dark Lord.
3: We got to come together, guys. Yes. And we're going to fight the Dark Lord by doing exactly the thing he wants us to do. Hosting
0: this podcast every week. Don't uh, he's clearly trying to gain access to your realm, Arnold? Why don't you resist him? The snacks are so good. Uh, well,
3: it's hard. Like that's the thing. You can give up meals, but snacks. What kind of snacks are you getting? Oh, I'm getting potatoes, but they're cooked. They're not spiced potatoes, which they're are the worst potatoes. They're for cooking your- potatoes for me.
4: You know, there's all kinds of ways you can cook potatoes. Like what? Barbecue potatoes. Uh huh. Deep fried potatoes. Oh, yeah. Cut up potatoes, seasoned potatoes. Uh, cooking up is my Spires. favorite kind so You think kind of cutting
0: cooking? up is a way to cook something? <laughs> Absolutely. I, do, I don't huh. know if that's quite right.
4: Tell you what, I put a whole chicken in front of you. Okay. That's one way to cook it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Putting it in front of you? Yeah. Well, that's my favorite method, putting I, it in front I of you. I cut up
4: the chicken totally different way. Because one way you say, I eat chicken. The other way you say, I had a wing, I had a breast, I had a thigh or hmm. a drumstick. Wait, so if you just set it in front of me, I'm
0: supposed to eat the chicken whole? hmm You swallow it. Oh.
3: So if I were to open a restaurant where I both put it in front of you and cut it up, is that like a fusion restaurant? Yeah, that would be like a cook-cut fusion. Cook-cut... I like it, but guys, the Dark Lord's minions so much want us to keep doing this podcast. I hate those
4: minions. I hate
3: those minions. I feel like they always have one eye on me. They're the worst. Even in an ironic, like, don't even and sometimes even appreciate them ironically. And sometimes I can understand
4: what they're saying, but they seem to understand each other. I'm like, Mm. what is going on?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I feel bad for the children who can't tell that they're really awful. I kids love the minions. I
3: feel much more worse for the adults that can't realize that they're really true. But regardless. Usador. Usador. <laughs> Regardless, we have been provided with a guest. And normally I would say, no, we won't just have whatever guest you bring to us, but it's a pretty good guest, guys. Oh, good. We have the return of one of our favorite guests, Larry Birdman. Hey, hey how are you guys doing? Hello, Larry. Nice to
5: see you. Good uh, to see you,
3: Larry. How are you holding up?
5: Uh, you know, better than you guys. It's obviously terrible circumstances here, but... Yeah. Uh, You know, we do what we can.
3: So uh, for people who haven't listened uh, to some of the previous episodes, Larry, you are the commissioner of the FML?
5: That's right. I'm the commissioner of the Foon Mittens League, and uh, because... You've never really seemed to get into mittens. Uh, Arnie, uh, mittens is the most popular sport yes. in all of phone. It seems very complicated. It's extremely complicated and a lot of that is unnecessarily complex, to be honest. A lot of the rules are a complete waste of time. I think I could boil it down to a game that would play really easily in about 30 to 45 minutes and people would love, but sure, that's not what we've got. We've got about a two-week to six-month game. You
0: know. just,
3: that's just an individual game.
0: Yeah, that's right. Now, now, you've always advocated for simplifying the game, but have you ever considered going the other way and making it so complicated that all of life is a mittens game
5: uh, you know i think that's we're
0: about 85 percent of the way there all right wait what's this now but, well you could certainly simplify it but maybe the other way to go is to push through and make it even more complicated
3: so that all of life is a mittens. i, yes. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were suggesting to take a sport and just turn it into a metaphor
0: nay that literally every moment of our waking lives is committed to not but mittens
5: yeah, well, my uh, my oldest son is kind of like that. He's mm. in one of these uh, these fantasy leagues. Uh-huh, Are you familiar yes. with these fantasy leagues? Oh, yes, yes. So it's like. 20 people so it's a league of people and they engage in a fantasy and I would say that uh
3: what is that fantasy
5: well it can be any number of things my son is in this fantasy league in which the fantasy is uh that they're all going to summit every of the 10 highest peaks in the world uh-huh. and so they go into kind of a like a virtual reality and for the last I don't know six months my son is uh non-communicative and uh, just engaged in that fake world so y- yes, we can, could make mittens like that, I guess.
0: You can conjure a, 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 a virtual world that, uh, and be totally disengaged from this world if you wish.
4: But you have to be careful because if you engage in a virtual reality and you try and leave too soon, if you don't uh, allow the proper method to extract yourself, mm-hmm. you could go virtually insane. And virtual insanity is nothing, oh, nothing, yeah. nothing you want to oh, yeah. kind of mess with.
3: Also, just not a fan of the pullout method. Not safe. Not as safe as it could be, right? As it could be? Not as safe as other methods
0: that's not the same thing
5: but yeah you know it's it's nice to uh it is nice to see you guys uh, I've been uh, asked to come here by uh, several of the associates of the dark lord oh. or I'm going to just say it, unfortunately, uh, part of the governing body of the Foon Mittens League. Oh. Uh, the Dark Lord himself is a big Mittens fan. Oh. Uh, he was one of the owners of the rival Mittens League, uh, now, <laughs> there was- de- now defunct. Yeah, there was a rival league.
3: What was it called?
5: The huge, terrible Mittens League, <laughs> the HTML. And uh, <laughs> huh, it was, as the name would suggest, terrible. Yeah. And... Uh, he was one of the owners and they had even worse rules frankly than the rules in in mittens and those rules uh drove me crazy and ultimately uh the foon mittens league uh, there was a schism for about 20 years where mittens was played in two different leagues and ultimately people came to their senses and the uh you know the magic box ratings and the amount of walk and pops and everything suggested that our rules were better which again our rules are a c-minus at best
3: yeah you really don't like a lot of the key rules in
5: mittens that's that's fair to say i would say that the core of the game is great yeah trying to carry a potted plant two thousand yards where 31 people on the other side are trying to stop you that's a great game no one would argue with that it's simple you know kids can get behind it schoolyard rules that's right yes but once you introduce you know flying birds being worth 700 points instead of a score being worth one point and uh things like that it's it's just very frustrating and and right now uh the rule that's really getting me down lately is the timeout rule Uh uh-huh and i think it's being abused uh this year i don't understand why we allow these timeouts and uh, so
3: what is it what is a timeout exactly a timeout
5: is when one of the wizards stops time oh uh, allowing only the players in the mittens game to understand what's going on and then uh and then we pop back into action, yeah, uh, in a different pose, you know, than we were. And so the fans don't know what's happened. So a lot of times the game is over or nearly over, and yeah. the fans are like, "That's
3: horrible." Oh, for I don't fans.
5: understand. I didn't when I last saw it one second ago. It was three to two, and now yeah. it's twenty eight hundred
0: and three
3: to two. Yeah, is that something you would normally be able to do? Just stop time?
0: Oh, certainly. If I went... to drinking this potion that didn't allow me to access my powers and I was playing a game of mittens, I would certainly time out and uh, have some Why didn't
3: you do that when we were being attacked by orcs here in the tavern? Because
0: we weren't playing mittens, were we?
4: War isn't a game, Arnie when i used to play mittens i would uh i was known a lot for fowls uh-huh. um i would release birds uh, you know ducks or mallards or, yeah. Geese, or geese yeah people would um, try to catch those birds yeah it's and sometimes i would be um and this is kind of why i got i was accused of technical fowls which is where you take a regular bird make it look like a duck
3: and it's technically a fowl but no, yeah i got too many of those and too many technical <laughs> fowls Put a bill on a sparrow and let it loose sure oh uh, if i could turn back time if i could find a way Oh, do you have an idea? Share it with us. I would, I would have not had the last two minutes of this conversation. That's all you had to share. Yeah.
5: But so you know, I, I share your your frustration with the uh, with the Dark Lord because he's just very frustrating to deal with from a mittens capacity. He was one of the rule makers for a while. Fortunately, no longer. What are is.
3: some of the rules that the Dark Lord instigated in mittens?
5: Oh, he was awful. Uh, one of them I remember was that the female players yeah uh, had to get these sending stones. They're called. Where you hold a stone and then uh, someone else holds a stone. And uh, while you're holding them, you can whisper and communicate with one another. Uh-huh. You're familiar. You have these in your earth? Yeah, Rocky Talkies. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rocky Talkies. So uh, the ascending stones, or Rocky Talkies is the more popular vernacular, uh, a man was required to hold a ascending stone and then instruct the woman oh. how to go about whatever it was she was going to do in the field. So the yeah. women did not were not allowed to have control over their own bodies, oh. Oh. and uh, that was an unfortunate rule, but one that the Dark Lord perpetrated. Oh, the Dark Lord. Led to a lot of first trimester abortions.
3: No, oh, yes. <laughs> Which, to be clear for new listeners, my uh, rudimentary understanding of... I think
5: everyone knows what a first uh, trimester abortion is when the game uh-huh. is less than one third complete. Either team is allowed at any point to say, nope, we're done. Yes. We'd like to restart the game, and the other team has to acquiesce to that. Uh-huh. There's no exceptions. So usually a game of mittens involves the entire teams getting onto the pitch and then just sitting there yeah. for a third of the game. Now here's the problem. There is no time associated with the game. So how do you know uh, when you're one yeah. third of the way there? <laughs> yeah. Right? You just have to feel it. That's right. Feel it in your bones. And so there's a lot of controversy over somebody saying, I call a first trimester abortion. And they say, no, I believe you're into the second trimester. It's no longer legal. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then, you know, we've had legislation. It's, it's, a, big, it's a big fight.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, but again, the HTML was a terrible league. They had the Mulligan rule.
3: What was the Mulligan rule?
5: You were allowed to have one extra player if his last name was Mulligan. Oh, and so it made people with the last name sure. Mulligan
4: highly desirable.
3: Who were some of the classic Mulligan players? Tim Greaseman Mulligan, Tim Greaseman Mulligan, Just grease himself up was impossible to catch.
4: Uh-huh. Oh, Chris Mulligan was a real warrior. Chris,
5: oh. that's right. He was yeah, he was a uh, one hell of a warrior. No doubt about that. There was uh, there was Larry Mulligan.
4: <laughs> Hercules Mulligan was a big one. Very really? strong, yeah. Oh, wow. He knocked him down, he'd get the fuck back up again. Yeah.
0: No. Of course, there was Carinth, the Destroyer Mulligan. He was a dragon who changed his last name to Mulligan. Oh, that's that's cheating. Yeah,
3: yeah it was, cheating. that was
0: ridiculous. It was and stupid. then, as you
5: might imagine, everyone wanted the Destroyer on their team. Oh, yes. sure. Yeah, it's uh, clearly illegal.
4: He was a technical Mulligan. Yeah.
5: There, in fact, that was one of the things that led to the end of the HTML yeah. was multiple games in a row where he eviscerated the entire, not only his opponents, but also his team and oh, most of the fans.
3: no. Well,
5: he was a destroyer.
3: Sure, yeah. It's yeah. right there in his name, right before Mulligan.
5: Yeah, Dick Wizardry, my uh, my Your hated rival. rival. Yeah. Uh, he played in the HTML for a season or two, so that shows you the kind of low-class vagrant that yeah. was uh, willing to work that way in HTML. Yes.
3: So when the HTML got shut down... Yes. Like, what do you do when you shut down a league like that? When the HTML went away, did you leave, like, a notice?
5: Yeah. Uh, well, they had all the pitches yeah. set up all across. And it was in a lot of the, the towns and mm-hmm. cities of Foon that don't otherwise have a team. And, you know, they don't have a team because they can't support a team. Yeah. So it was, you know, a lot of uh, sorry places. Sorry.
3: <laughs> sorry, HTML.
5: Yeah. yeah. Not found. Not yes. found.
3: Oh, yes, it was very sad. There were
5: 404 teams in the league, <laughs> oh, yeah. which was very frustrating. Was yeah. Like 404. Oh. Yeah. So, as the league crumbled, uh, it was before I was the commissioner. Yeah. Dick and I were still playing back then, and, uh, you know, I ended up making my way uh, back into the FML, and uh, the rest is history, but I, th- I think the Dark Lord and his cohorts mm-hmm. uh, continue to hold that against me, and it's some of his favorite people that are the ones that are the most obstinate about not letting me make some simple rule changes that would help my game. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm well, so sorry. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Let's take a quick break. Um, I'm going to get a couple more snacks. I know, Chant and Usador, you're not allowed to have any snacks. Do you want me to try to get some snacks for you?
4: No, just just go ahead and eat mine for me. Okay. I kind of like yes. watching you eat.
0: I'll have a snack.
3: I'll have a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a plan involving that chicken wing, you can tell me what it is. Oh, you don't have to give it a secret oh, for me and just chuckle. I don't have a plan. <laughs> Why? You winked right at me. <laughs> Make sure if you're getting a chicken wing, you ask for cut chicken. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What kind of style of chicken wing do you want? Uh, 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 boiled.
4: Sautéed potatoes, gratin potatoes, drowned potatoes, burnt potatoes, all kinds of potatoes.
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's byt dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms
6: feeling down and inconsolable about your town being conquered by the forces of evil? Uh, Oh, oh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, evil's good. Yes, oh, don't mind me. I'm just a stupid old chamber pot salesman in the glad service of the Dark Lord. And friends, I bear exciting news. Soon all people of Foon will have access to one of the new Pots of the People, uh, branded with the seal of the Dark Lord himself. Now, we may think we prefer the old style we've enjoyed pissing in for years, but what the hell do we know? Of course, the old and incontinent, why, they'll have to pay quite a bit more, but I'm sure it's a small price for a crap basket approved by the Dark One. So... I'm Bungary Chubbins, and I'm just so gold-darned happy to tell you about the new pots of the people that I'll be selling here at Chubbins Chamber Pots and so forth. <coughs> They're not here yet, so enjoy your old pots while you still got them.
3: And we're back. I'm still getting used to being on the microphone, guys. Like We spent like a, at least a month not doing this. That's right. We recorded for two years, and you're getting used to the microphone? You know, it's you kind of forget a little bit. Like, you guys probably haven't been doing Getting Nuts. What are you talking about? Of course we've been doing Getting Nuts. They demand that we do Getting
0: Nuts. Wait,
4: the I thought- Dark Lord and his minions insisted that we churn out 100 Getting Nuts per day. I got it. I'm a pretty big fan of Getting Nuts. Oh, Larry, thank you so much. Wow. I I uh,
5: never got into this podcast concept until I uh, was on. Yeah. Uh, kind of, frankly, I... Came to the first one that I did by mistake. Sure. Oh, yeah. We get a lot of that. We get a lot of that. Did not understand what I was doing. Yeah. Thought it was going to be related to fishing. And uh, instead, it was, you know, it was enjoyable. And I've... uh, Getting nuts,
3: though, really. I've enjoyed that. And what is the Dark Lord trying to learn from having you guys do getting nuts? Supposedly, what sorts of nuts we're finding. Guys, if someday the Dark Lord defeats us through the information of knowing what kind of nuts you guys are finding. See, here's the thing. Getting nuts
5: as a podcast, Uh it tells you what it's going to do and it doesn't. (laughs) That's true. And I like that. (laughs) It's pretty straightforward. It's really.
3: Yeah, like literally it's its its own elevator pitch.
5: I don't know if you have this. We have something called a five-paragraph essay where when you're taught to write as a child in the land of Foon, you tell them what you're going to tell them, Mm -hmm. then you tell them... That and yeah. then you tell them what you told them, yeah. and then you do two more paragraphs, <laughs> one of which is about your favorite mittens player. Sure, and that's how big mittens is. Mittens, yeah, it's huge. And the final paragraph is what we call a wild card. You yeah. can put anything you want, whatever, in just thoughts. But those first three paragraphs, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, mm-hmm. and tell them what you told them. And to me, getting nuts is all about that. Whereas if I hear, like, hello from the Magic Tavern, mm-hmm. I expect a, gre- a series of greetings. Sure. And instead, it's, you know, you veer from topic to topic. It's hard oh, to yeah. know. what's Sometimes
3: gonna... sentence by sentence.
0: That's right. Why aren't there more greetings on the show? Why don't we say hello and, and why is it, And is the tavern magic?
3: The, that is my bad. The tavern is not inherently magic. And I, if, I could go, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I would rename the show. Hello from the tavern? Hello from the tavern. Or Buttholes Weekly. That seems
5: more appropriate. But you wouldn't, if it was a magic tavern, you wouldn't have all those orcs walking around outside. Which, let Uh, me tell you, was not an enjoyable greeting. Guard, walk in through those orcs. So they all want autographs. You can barely understand what they're talking about.
3: What is it like having to have like planning meetings with people you know are evil?
5: Well, I mean, if we all had to ignore the people that we know to be evil, what would life be like? You know, you've you've got to work with the evil people. You've Mm. got to work with the good people. You got to work with the chaotic people. You know, it's
3: which are sure. uh, wor- is it worse to work with an evil person or a chaotic person? Like an evil person's evil, but it's probably just got to be frustrating to even just try to work with a chaotic person.
5: That's right. I've had I have two secretaries. One's evil and one's chaotic, <laughs> and I will tell you, I use them for different reasons. Sure. The evil one is absolutely on top of her job, I bet. But she is always trying to undercut me and sure. frankly to destroy me. Yeah. The chaotic one, he is uh, disorganized yeah. and he's abs- I mean he's just terrible. Mm. But from time to time he comes up with a really great idea. I would say overall that I prefer working with the evil one than the chaotic one. But
0: at least the evil one you you know what you're getting. He they're coming at you and you can sort of prepare and defend yourself. Uh, that seems to be the advantage
3: Have you considered getting a good secretary?
0: No.
5: Now, they have... Uh, lawful th- Neutral? I'm not... I don't... Lawful Neutral? Is that Bobby Neutral's son? <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, have oh. you considered hiring this guy Lawful send me, Neutral? Send
5: me a resume for Lawful Neutral and I, I'll see what I can do. Yes, Wait, son.
4: you
3: know Bobby Neutral? Yes, I know Bobby Neutral.
4: The owner of the milk hotel? Yes. Huh. It's a small world. What he's a good a,
5: guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. a
4: beautiful place.
5: Played, played Mittens. As I'm sure you know, Usador's a big Mittens fan. Skur fan. Skur s- was in the cavalcade before oh, uh, the oh. Dark
0: Lord took over and shut down the... There's no cavalcade this year. So sad.
5: But, you know, Arnie, your mm-hmm. uh, anecdote reminds me. Have you, since you've been to uh, Foon, have you visited the three statues of the Super North? <laughs> I have not. Ah, they're great. So you go up there, and one of the statues always lies. Okay, and one always tells the truth, uh-huh. okay? And the third one is always, if he just lied, the next thing he says is the truth, and then after that, the next thing is a lie. Okay, Alternates. So he, well, that's the best way to say it.
3: Sure.
4: And uh, Alternates, or you can just say he gives no fucks. And these, these are talking statues? That's right. How, like,
3: and they're north of here. Oh, super north. Super north. Yeah. Just what? north
5: of Fingaria. But here's the thing about the statues is every morning they switch positions, and you don't know which is which.
3: Are you sure they're statues? Like, which one of them told you they were statues?
5: Well, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, I never even thought Because, first
3: of all, they talk.
5: There's a 50% they chance. They move. That's right. But I will tell you, two out of the three of them told me they're statues, and the mm. third one says they're not. Mm-hmm. So we got to work that out mm-hmm. logically. If they are not statues, then the one who always tells the truth would say... We're not statues. Yes. And the one that always lies would say we are statues. And then the third one, you don't know what he's going to say. Yeah.
3: Just to look at them, though, w- what would you guess? Are they statues?
4: Well, I've got to go by what they tell me, Arnie. Mm-hmm. They say we're statues. Yeah. And after they answer a question, after seven days, isn't that like the expiration of the statute of limitations on that?
5: I think so. it depends on uh, which one you're talking to. Okay. But, oh, yeah. boy.
4: So there's a statute of limitation on a statue's
0: yeah. I don't believe Arnold has been up there. You have not been to visit.
3: Um, I'm trying to think if I've been really far north in this land. The like, answer is no. How far away from the tavern have I gotten? I don't think I've gotten super north, no. No. Would you go super north? Mm. Do you know Elijah? Elijah would. So, Larry, what have I missed in the FML since last time? I'm, it's been like a year, I think, oh, since wow. we've seen you.
5: Well, you missed the 10th anniversary uh, roundtable, round-robin wow. Super Station Wagon, which took place uh, last, I don't know, six months ago. Oh, wow. So were, did you watch that? Hey, I, let me add, Have you watched a single game of I Mittens? I still
3: have not watched and, a single game of Mittens. Wh- I mean, what is... Not a big sports fan in general, and also...
5: Well, Mittens is more than a sport. It's, a, uh-huh. it's 85% of its way to a virtual reality. It's true. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, we had a great uh, – as, as, as you know, I've told yeah. you a couple times, in the 10th anniversary roundtable, round robin, Super Station Wagon, uh-huh. the 10 previous winning teams get together and play one game. Nine of the teams lose, and they're banned from ever playing mittens <laughs> again. <laughs> the 10th team uh, wins, and the MVP gets coated in gold and sold at auction. Wow. Yes. Right? And so we had a, we had a great uh, 10th anniversary, and uh, the team from Malfoy – a one, so they're oh, allowed wow. to continue to play, and, and nine other teams can never play again, including, much to my happiness, the Dark Lord's favorite team.
3: Oh, what was the Dark Lord's favorite team?
5: Rickles. <laughs> Rickles? The Rickles Snicklebaggers. <laughs> the Rickles Snicklebaggers. Yes. What uh, do you love about them? I think they were the most evil team. Oh, yeah. That seems. That seems they were that just, tracks.
0: they talked a lot of trash. Uh-huh. On the field, they were very. It was. It was an insult team for sure. But they have a lot of great stories. I yeah, as well, yeah. sure, I suppose.
4: Their mascot is a, a pack of rats. I see. That's right.
5: The head of the team is a mafia lord. They call him Don Rickles. Uh-huh. He's the <laughs> oh,
4: okay. probably
5: the most despicable team owner. Yeah, in all of the FML. He's uh,
4: wait. Don Rickles took over.
5: He's now the Don. That's right. Is Amici out? Yeah, Amici's out. <sighs> So it used to be the Don of the team was Don Amici, but Uh then Rickles took over, so he's Don Rickles. It's the only team not named for a location. It's named for a human being who is Rickles Snicklebagger, and he is the Don of the team. (laughs) The name of the team is the Rickles Snicklebaggers, but the apostrophe is just right in there because that team belongs to him. (laughs) Yes. So it's Rickles Snicklebaggers, team.
4: Wow. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Nareed used to own them, right? That's uh, right. You kind of get to name the team whenever you own it. Uh huh. So when Nareed was the Don, you know, she had a different name for them. Uh huh. And summer. Sorry? In, oh, yeah. In the summer. Oh, in the summer, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Since they don't have a hometown, they're constantly on tour, going mm-hmm. from place to place, playing in different venues. They don't have their own home base to play out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do a lot of crowd work. It's hard for them to get fans, except for the Dark Lord. And, you know, they just they come up into the stands. And they do interact with you, even though they're rude to you.
3: Yeah. Wow.
4: And the most sort of, like, presentational... Uh, Don ever was there's this guy Marley who used to kind of own one of the teams um, and he had some magic so during the pre-show he would like cause lightning and thunder to yeah. kind of rain good down. old thunder done Marley yeah, yeah he was amazing he was really amazing
3: <laughs> so when the tenth annual the tenth anniversary round robin round table round robin superstation wagon that's right so whenever that happens afterwards there there's just a massive number of mittens players who are suddenly out of the game
5: it's a rule I would do away with. Yeah. But the rules of the game were crafted by Tom Bigglesworth when he wrote those children's books. That's right. No one will al- allow me. Now, I will say I'm very frustrated because right before the Dark Lord took over, I had established the high probability uh-huh. of getting a group together who were going to evaluate the rules of mittens and make some real changes. Yes. Some real changes. Yeah. And then the Dark Lord takes over and now here I am, you know, doing a podcast that's not my favorite, getting nuts. Oh, I mean, I enjoy this. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Thank you.
3: Well, we can't all be getting nuts.
5: Well, I tune in, and it's, here are the nuts we're getting, and it's just a list of them. Mm-hmm. And then I say, that's great. I'm going to get some of those nuts.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You play along at home. That's right.
5: Me and my wife and my second oldest son play a game called Get Nuts Bingo,
3: uh-huh.
5: where you write down a bunch of different nuts that, that might get said sure. on Get Nuts, and then if you make five in a row, yeah. you call bingo. Yeah. And then... Uh, Well, I don't want to say what the prizes are, because those
3: are personal, but... They're probably nuts. Well, that's right. So, Larry, thanks for stopping by and and updating us on what's going on in the outside world, at least through, uh, you know, what's going on with the FML.
5: Yeah, well, my pleasure, and I I do hope that you get out of this predicament soon, and uh, I can return here under better circumstances.
3: Well, Larry, there's something I kind of want to ask every guest that comes on now. Is there something you can do to help us defeat the Dark Lord? Well, I'm... I, sure. I mean, I'm the commissioner of the biggest
5: league, and a lot of people, frankly, view me as uh, as powerful, or nearly as powerful as the Dark Lord.
3: Is that is that true? Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
5: What do you? What again? You've never come to a mittens game. There's thousands of people that come to every single one of them. Uh, it's a big deal. So could I help? Sure. But I'm right now. My number one priority is getting these rules changed. In mittens, and oh, as soon I as see. that happens, I will get
3: over here and figure out how to help you guys out. And are so, you still in your compound in uh, Franchlock? That's right. Yeah. So, guys, if we can somehow figure out how to help him change the rules of the FML, then
0: maybe he can defeat the Dark Lord. Well, perhaps I'll eat this chicken wing. <laughs> oh, Yussar.
3: What? I just, I just would love some insight into what this chicken wing plan is.
0: Uh, what plan is that, Arnold?
3: Stop winking
4: at me. Larry, can I ask about a few players? I'm just curious if they're still active or not. Sure. Um, Unworthy James, is he still playing?
5: Unworthy James is uh, is retired. Oh, he damn. had a uh, unfortunate problem with his eyesight.
3: Walt Chambermaid?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Walt, uh, he's playing for Skr.
3: Is he a chambermaid, or is that his name?
5: No. It's just
0: the man's name is oh. Walt Chambermaid.
5: Oh, I Says I a guess. man
4: named Arnie Niekamp.
0: Yes, are you a camp of knees?
5: I am not. Walt Chambermaid once scored 700 points in a game, which is not that impressive. That's catching one bird.
3: (laughs) That's true.
5: I once scored 4,200 points in six minutes when (laughs) I caught six birds. Did you
3: bring that up just to show how you're better than Walt Chambermaid? I am better than Walt Mm -hmm. Chambermaid. There's no doubt about that. And By the way, there was
5: recently a list of the top 100 Mittens players of all time. Uh Walt Chambermaid, 91st. Oh. Yeah. Wow, so I was higher than that. Well, what were you? I was a number that was better than second. Oh. Was, wow! Did Reggie the Miller make that list? Uh, no, no, he was. You know,
4: he's too limited. Sure. He kind of did one thing.
3: Yeah. Now, was Reggie the Miller? Is that he is a Miller?
4: That's right. Yeah, well, that's, that's his occupation. His oh, okay, why would that be his name? No they don't understand Miller. No. Last name Miller doesn't make sense. That makes no sense. Lateral Spreewell guys always throwing the ball to the side
5: well he uh you know he choked so badly in the last
3: cavalcade that uh Sprewell is no longer wow ah, sad to hear that's yeah. right he did choke that's right he switched teams and then choked you know i still want to answer people's emails on the show but ever since the dark lord has taken over the firewall has been a little weird so i haven't been able to get recent emails but here's some emails people sent to us a little while back uh, if you want to send an email to me send it to magic tavern at puppies supplies it's a real email address hopefully it still works uh, but here's one. Hey, Arnie, I'm listening back through the podcast archive again and have noticed that the goddess Fu is usually the one invoked, but not the goddesses, Oo or Un. Chunts up with that.
0: Love, Travis. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I often pray to Oo and Un. All uh, three of the goddesses are very important to the creation of of, of Found, but I suppose it's... I suppose that Fu does get some extra recognition for being at the beginning of the list. Uh, people tend to think of them in order, and, and mm-hmm. uh, she is the first one that does come to mind. But
3: and, uh, do they have any distinct characteristics between the three of them? Or, or are there situations where you're like, this is a totally invoking the name of the goddess Ooh situation?
0: Well, uh, Fu, of course, is green mm-hmm. and uh, is uh, the one who made the, the, the land... That we all do stand on. And Ooh, of course, is blue and made all the water and helped things to grow on that land. And Oon, of course, is, uh, is white and gray and made the sun and the sky come to life. Oh. Now, Oon is the one that makes the really good pancakes as well? Oon also makes amazing <laughs> pancakes. Sometimes she makes them into the shape... Of your favorite characters from that Tom Bigglesworth book? Well, yeah. That's
3: right. The book that uh, Mittens is based, it, on, is based on. The Loneliest it, Boy That Ever Did Lonely?
0: Uh,
5: the Loneliest, Loneliest Son of Lonely, I oh. believe. Uh, you referenced the second book. In That's right. Yes, yes, yes.
3: i got to tr-
4: track these books down. No.
3: Because I, I, I like not to read, good. but I prefer to read a book written at a child's level.
4: Uh, I have an email here. You can email me at chunt at gmail.com. That's chunt with six Ts. This is, uh, says, hello from Australia. My name is Warren, and I come from the city of Ipswich in the land of Australia on Earth. I have binge-listened to all of your podcasts over the past two months and would like to thank you for all of it. I have not been in the best of health during this time. Oh, it's Hmm. hard to hear. Uh, Arnie, I wanted to say I have faith in you and your part in the quest to defeat the evil hordes of the Dark Lord. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I hope one day you return to Earth. Hope to hear from you soon. From Warren Telly. Great. Thanks, Warren.
5: Super nice. Yeah, he was great. One thing that we like to do, with some people that aren't feeling great, is uh, is get them to a mittens game, mm-hmm. where we'll let them meet their favorite mittens player and uh, sit there and uh, and hang out, you know, mm-hmm. with the team, and uh, we call it uh, uh, the make a wish. Oh, uh, because uh, they then are allowed to come out and do uh, the wish move.
6: Well,
3: what's the wish move?
5: Oh, it's a famous move. It's where when you're carrying the potted plant. Yes, you're the Baskin, right? And you're running across the field. You throw up the potted plant out of both of your hands forward, run past some people, and then catch it back where you've thrown it to. That's called a wish.
3: That's a wish. That's yeah, a so wish. You oh. make a wish. That's that's amazing. So they get to do that.
5: That's right. They come out and with their very best player. They'll throw it over their head Mm -hmm. and then go catch it. And then the best player always doesn't try quite as hard as they could.
3: And so they don't block the plant or knock it down. But they still have to be able to run forward. Well, remember, if
5: anyone else gets the hold of your plant, uh, you lose the game and you lose whatever social status you have.
3: Yeah. How many games are lost by allowing Make-A-Wish children to come and play?
5: Well, none. I mean, that's just a side thing. Oh, okay. They get to do it. But I would say. Uh, plants you know, being knocked out of hands is probably 90% of the end of games. Because remember, you don't play to a specific score or yeah, for yeah. a specific amount of time. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Man, this is, does seem like a horrible sport. No, it's, it's a great sport, but just needs a few tweaks. Mm-hmm. Baked potatoes, salted potatoes, peppered potatoes, whole potatoes, tiny potatoes, red potatoes, Mr. Potatoes,
2: Mrs. Potatoes, Ms. Potatoes. Well, here we are, living the event we foreshadowed for 100 episodes. Buyer's remorse, anyone? Aren't Sam and Diane a fun couple? No matter, none of this is really happening. Usador the Tired Wizard was played by Matt Young. Such a nuanced, engaging performance. Oh, sorry, I just glanced over at an Aaron Brockovich DVD I had laying around and started describing it. Chunt the Talking Badger was played by Adol Refai. What do you do with the time between Adol deciding he's going to say something clever and him actually saying it. I write letters to old friends. Friends are like living scrapbooks, aren't they? Oh, Autumn. Larry Birdman, the head of the FML, was played by special guest Rush Howell. And Bungary Chubbins, the chamber pot salesman, was played by Tom Gottlieb. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Ryan DeGiorgi, Evan Jakover, and Arnie Niekamp. This episode edited by Garrett Schultz. Theme song by Andy Poland, and show logo by Alderman Labala. If you've never gotten around to writing a review of the podcast on iTunes, why not take a quick moment to do that. Write something positive or negative, it's really up to you. But they do say when people write iTunes reviews, they're really writing about themselves. Well, that's that. Now then, I must tell that Pen Pals podcast I have some recommendations for hilarious and surefire character pairings. Herman Melville and Bill Keane, mastermind of the family circus universe. Anna Tour and one of the little rolling box droids from Star Wars. Donald Rumsfeld, an orco the court magician of Eternia. An anthropomorphic tree from Oz, and a normal tree. Julia Child and a velociraptor, but get this. The raptor's trapped in a giant cake. Willy Wonka and Dorothy Parker. Oh, the wordplay. Carrie's husband, Mr. Big, and Voldemort's horcrux ring after Snape removed the curse. Yeah, that's dirt. Romeo and the normal tree from earlier, and it's the tree's second interview that day, so it's grouchy. Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Leonardo the human-sized karate turtle monster. Oh, now I want to be invited to that one. An Earthman, a wizard, and a badger. Wait, that goes on a different list called Box Office Poison.